Welcome back. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And today we are talking about short sales. But before we get into today's episode, you already know Black Friday is this week and you guys need to go get the Real Estate um, Investors Manifesto, my new book. Go to mgbookstore.com. Go to mgbookstore.com. Pick up all the bundles. Pick up all the books. You guys already know the vibes. The links will be in the description, too, because we need to probably get something that goes across the screen that says... I'm working on it. He's working on it, y'all. I want y'all to see mgbookstore.com on the lower thirds, too. All right. Y'all already know the vibes. I I don't want to waste much time because this is a a hot topic. You know, home prices are going down. I believe this is a correction, not a crash. Uh, Most people think there's going to be a wave of foreclosures and things like that coming to the market. So I say, you know what, let me bring on an expert. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me allow you to introduce you guys to a good friend of mine. Um, She's the short sale girl on Instagram. She kills the short sale game. She's been doing short sales. Even when prices was up and stuck and rates were in the two, she was out here moving and shaking and doing a lot of short sales. So, first of all, let's give a... Some drop some gems in the comments for my girl Melissa Gonzalez. How are you, Melissa? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, welcome to Garland Media Studios. How you like the studios? I love it. It's it's really nice. It's cozy. It is. It's very cozy. <laughs> very cozy. Shout out to Tooks Productions <laughs> with the cozy studio. It's very nice. So, first of all, introduce yourself to the people who may not know who you are. Uh, my name is Melissa Gonzalez. I am a short sale specialist. I am also a licensed real estate agent for 18 years now. Um, and I've been doing short sales since 2005. You say you're a licensed real estate professional for 18 years. 18 years. You don't look a day over 25, though. How have you been you. doing this for 18 years? So how I started doing short sale is I was in college. Um I wanted to always work in an office because I thought me working in an office was just going to get me mm-hmm. ahead in life. And I didn't want to work in a supermarket or a clothing store like, you know, like I did before. So I started working as a receptionist doing just paperwork. And I remember it was April. I saw people making money. I was just graduated from high school. And I'm like, what are they doing? I was in college. Um, and I was like, I want to do what they're doing. So... I went and I got licensed, and I never sold a house a day in my life mm. up until 2014. <laughs> really? I never sold. I, all I did was short sales. Really? Yeah. So from day one, when you came in, because you came in at the right time for short sales when yeah. there was millions of them. So you learned the game through the wild cowboy days. I taught myself how to negotiate them on my own. So what happened was the owner of the company at the time, you know, it was one of those companies where they have a mortgage company, they have a real estate, and they have a title company, all in e- one. Everything, one-stop shop. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. he he had a broker who was doing them, and she used to... I didn't know this back then, right? Here we go, Tooks. <laughs> See, if Jordana was here, Jordana, our producer, would be like, phones off, volumes down, <laughs> right? There we go. All right. Sorry like about he's that. He's new to this, right? Yeah, he's acting like he's new. Come on, Tooks. Like, what are we doing? I wish we had the Tooks cam on so I could see his face right now. All right. Go ahead. Let's carry so, on. So, you know, I didn't know at 18 and not knowing, I knew absolutely nothing about real estate. But, you know, the owner said, Melissa, you know, do you want to try a short sell? I said, what's a short sell? Mm. And he's like, you know, I didn't know how much he was paying, whoever he was paying. Um, so he's like, yeah, try it. I'll, I'll, I'll help you do it. 
Later on, I realized that the person who was negotiating the short sale was going 50-50 with him on the commission or, you know, they wanted 4% because they were negotiating them and they were the agent on it. So he basically used me and he's like, I'll pay you $1,500 per short sale. I was 18 years old, making $200 a week. I was like, $1,500? I learned, I became, I befriended the, the first negotiator that from the bank. Mm-hmm. It was Celine Fi- Finance. I befriended him. We were friends on AIM. Mm. And he would help me. I'm, I said, how do I submit a net sheet? What is a net sheet? Because not for nothing, I'm also, you know, being Dominican and, and not knowing a lot of the financial stuff that I know now back then. Or being 18 years old, they didn't teach us financials in school so i didn't know what a net sheet was yeah. i didn't know what a hardship letter was yeah i had to google like all of these stuff and i went from doing one short sale a year because it took me eight months to do my first short sale okay because i didn't know nothing i got it approved and then he opened up a short sale department and i was making five thousand dollars a short sale still not making what i could have made at the time but i was making five thousand and i was closing 10 short sales a month Damn, 120 a year. So I was like, all right. So it's clear it's, it's, it's clear to say that you have a lot of experience yes. dealing with distressed homeowners. Yes. All right, so let's get into this, right? Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about short sale 101 because you mentioned a few terms that obviously you was 18 once and you had to learn the game. But this is why I love these type of platforms nowadays um, because you had to learn the hard way. Yeah. There was really no YouTube. There was no Instagram, TikTok, and things like that for people to really learn this game. So I want to make sure that we give, like, the ABCs of short sales because you even mentioned a few things now. You mentioned, like, term sheets and mm-hmm. and things like that. So let's talk about short sale 101. Like, what is this process? Like, first of all, what is a short sale? A short sale is when a homeowner is behind on their mortgage and they go to the bank and say, hey, I want you to take less than what I owe you. Okay. Period. That's what it is. Simple. Yes, simple. Now, sometimes you could do a short sale on a property that is not in foreclosure, and a lot of people don't know that, just because there's a lot of liens, judgments on the property. So if the homeowner doesn't have the money to pay for it, you can't close on the loan. But if you do a short sale, a lot of the times a person or the lender will allow all of these fees to be incorporated in the sale of a property. Mm. So that's what a short sale is. Okay. So what's a term sheet? Oh, <laughs> that's okay, so it's 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 a net sheet. Okay. T- okay. A net sheet. Okay. Or a HUD. HUD. That's okay. what it is. It's a disclosure. It's something Explain what a HUD is. Okay. Talk uh, to the people. You gotta talk to us okay. like we five year olds. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know, it depends on the lender. So they just wanna see where the money is going. Who's collecting what money and then what what they're coming out with. That's all that, that matters to them. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day is a numbers game, right? So a HUD, whether when you're buying a property, they give you a, a disclosure or a HUD. Mm-hmm. All school people call it a HUD. Correct. Today they call it CDs. Yeah, a yeah. CD and um, a closing disclosure. Correct. And uh, for realtors. Yes. And it just shows you where the money is going. So basically, for example, if I'm presenting an offer to the bank, I can't just send them a contract of sale, which is needed for a short sale. You have to show them how the money is being distributed. So with the HUD, you show what the sale price is, 
um, what commissions are being paid, what taxes are being paid, what liens, judgments, and what they're going to net. The net is the income that is coming to the bank. So even though you're offering them, let's say, 200000 they may walk away with eighty grand. So that's what the HUD does. It just shows them how the money is being distributed. Okay. Okay. So I hope you guys understand HUD, CDs, that process. But give us some more ABC stuff, right? Like, what is the process? You, you have a homeowner. They want to go through a short sale. What does that process look like? Okay. So the first thing that I you have to do, and a lot of people, you know, they may call you or myself, hey, you know, because you have a following and you have these people who will come to you for advice. I saw this property on my block. It's been empty. I found out that it's in foreclosure because, you know, you go to Zillow and it tells you that it's in foreclosure. Mm-hmm. I want to buy it. How do I buy it? Can I call the bank? No. So when you're doing a short sale, the homeowner is still the person that has to agree to sell that property. So even the lender cannot say, I'm just going to take this property from you and we're just going to you know, sell it to um, buyer one, two, three. That's not how it works. The buyer has to agree to buy the property, but the seller has to agree to want to sell the property to you. So if the seller doesn't agree, you cannot do a short sale. Now, that's the difference between a short sale and a foreclosure. If the bank already foreclosed on the home, you're negotiating directly with the bank. There's no communication with the homeowner. So that's one thing. Um, so once the homeowner says, you know, and you can explain to the homeowner, look, these are the benefits of you doing a short sale. Number one, you're walking away with debt free from this property. And a lot of time, not just the property, if there's any liens and judgment, credit card liens, um, child support, IRS liens, they are being paid at the time of closing. So you're basically walking debt free and you could buy a property within two years again. Now, if they foreclose on your home where the bank comes and says, hey, listen, you haven't paid me, get out of my house. Number one is the bank could come back to you and come and tell you, I want the remainder of the money that you owe the me. The balance, a, yeah. de- a deficiency judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in New York, they could do that. Absolutely. Um, In other states, I've heard that you can't, but every state is different. New York, they could do that. That happened to me, actually. They come back to you yeah, and they say, hey, yeah. listen, I want my money. Yeah, yeah. They came back to me like... When I had to let some properties go during the the, the last crash, um, I had deficiency judgments. And out of nowhere, I get this bill, and it's like, wait a minute. What yeah. the hell is this? And then on top of that, you got to pay taxes on that money, yes. too. Like, yes. it's like, but when you do, like, it's crazy. You, and this is what I try to tell homeowners because I've had other homeowners come to me. You know what? I'll just go to the auction and buy it at the auction. If my house is in foreclosure, that's what I'll do. It. Or I'll just let it go to auction. Okay, you're letting it go to auction, but your credit is being affected for seven years. And they could come back to you and say, I want the money. So when you do a short sale, it's like a win-win. Sometimes, many times, right now, they're giving you relocation money. So you get $10,000, up to 10000 Some banks are allowing 20000 for you to start all over. And, you know, you're giving back. The, at the end of the day, they're going to get their house back somehow. But if you do this, it's actually going to help you in the future and moving forward. Um so once you get the homeowner on board, you also have to have the property listing. So this is listed. So this is why a listing agent or a real estate agent is very important to have because they don't realize that they could get paid from a short sale. Mm. And the bank pays you a lot because they want you to help them convince the homeowner because they want their money. Yeah, let's, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but I still want to stay on like the, the ABCs of this, right? The process of it. So now the homeowner 
communicates to the bank directly, says, hey, I need a short payoff, basically. No, they communicate to the realtors. Okay. Or myself, who is also up. Let's say I can play either role. As a negotiator, somebody needs to negotiate on behalf of the homeowner. Especially if that homeowner is in bankruptcy, the bank is not allowed to speak to them. Okay? So you contact the realtor, which will... I'm, we're going to touch base on how it helps the realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you contact a realtor or an attorney or a negotiator like myself. Okay. okay? So I'm going to tell you what's needed. Once you decided to do a short sell, you're going to have to go into contract, right? Because you need to show the bank what is the number, the price line, the guidance. You need to say this is what it's worth. Okay. Keep it in mind that these banks are in other states they don't know the New York market. Okay. They don't know the California market. They don't know Arizona. They're so they don't know anything. So you gotta show them. Okay, this is why I'm selling it for this, and this is why you. I want you to accept less. So that's first step, yes. right? They have to put it on the market. Yes. Get a buyer. Yes. Get into contract with the with the new buyer for X, Y, and Z price. Mm-hmm. So if they owe five hundred thousand on the mortgage. Right, just an example. Mm-hmm. Right, I just want to keep it simple. I owe for one fifty. <laughs> <laughs> savage. We're gonna get into that. yo. She's savage. All right. So they owe five hundred thousand. You gonna offer one fifty? Yes. Right. You got a contract buyer. The seller agrees to the one fifty. Right. But I do explain to the buy to the seller and the buyer. This is subject to an appraisal. Right. Correct. Correct. So it could be up or less. Correct. Yes. So now. You get into contract for the 150. The buyer now goes through the appraisal process with their lender, or if they're paying cash, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. They get an appraisal. Now, what happens if that appraisal comes back at 300? What happens to that 150 contract? So it depends. Mm-hmm. Depending on the condition of the home, I either dispute the value, and okay. I'm like, no, this is why my 150 works. Works. Uh-huh. Or if the buyer is comfortable with the 300, then we offer a certain amount. I don't go back and say, hey, I'm going to give you 300 Every bank has different guidelines. I could still probably get it for like 240 mm, Even if the value came in at 3 Yeah. Okay. So let's just say you settle out at 250 mm-hmm. as this number, and then now you're going to take that contract, and then now that's where the meat and potatoes of the short sale process starts for the homeowner because now, now you as the negotiator – have to get in contact with the bank. No, we already did an appraisal. Why don't we have that appraisal? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have yeah. the appraisal, you have the mm-hmm. contract, and then now you send it over to the bank. No. For them to approve, because they have to approve it now. Yes, but once we submit all the documents to the bank, mm-hmm. so the contract and the listing agreement is the first thing you send to the bank. To the bank, okay. And they have like a short sell package. There's a lot of things that if I explain, we're going to be sitting here for a long time. Okay. That's why you want to hire somebody that does the work for you that you really don't need to do. Okay. Um, so you put together your short sale package. Yes. When, once you have your contract, um, you list an agreement, you put together your short sale package, you give the bank, every bank has different guidelines and yes. documents that they want to see. Yes. So you, as the professional short sale negotiator, you know from these banks, okay, I'm going to need X, Y, and Z. You get your package together, you submit it to them, then you do the appraisal. The bank does their own appraisal. They do a BPO. Or an appraisal, or depending full, on the land. Or, full, or full appraisal. So yes. for those of you who don't know, BPO is a broker price opinion. Yes. It's basically an appraiser by a real, t- a real estate broker. Yes. Right? But it's not a full appraisal. I just wanted to clear that. Yeah. Up. And those are the ones that we say, hold on, I am also a realtor. Why are you going by their number and not my number? And Correct. I dispute. 
Okay. So now you get the appraisal back, mm-hmm. and it sends back to the bank. Yeah. What's the next step? Because I want to walk them through the process. Yeah. So that's sale. when the bank says, "Okay, I no longer want one fifty. I want three hundred by this number." That's their guideline, right? Okay. And I go back and I say, "Okay, let's agree that two fifty. Or I go back and dispute it, depending on the condition of the home, right? Like if the home doesn't have a lot of issues, then and the two fifty works, then we proceed. And once we have that, then you send them a contract addendum and you send them an updated HUD, which mm-hmm. is showing where the money is going to be, you know, distributed. And then they send you the approval letter. So they send you the approval. Now, before you get to approval, you say you dispute things. How long does that process take? It depends. I Right now I have a dispute that is taking me two months and it's never taking me this month because banks are so slow right now. However, they usually get back to you within two within two weeks, and they tell you yes or no. Okay. So if they approve your dispute, then what's the next step? Okay, you got your number now. Mm-hmm. What's next? You submit the same thing. If the number stays the same and mm-hmm. they go back to your 150, let's say, then you proceed and you say, okay, then submit it for approval. And then the investor, which is the mortgage note holder, it says okay, and they give the approval letter. Okay, so whoever owns that note yeah. has to do the final approval, mm-hmm. and usually that could be a quick process too, or yeah. a longer process than the actual bank. Well, the bank is all is just working as a servicing. Correct. Bank. Yeah, so, they're following the guidelines of the yeah. investor. So it's the same thing as me being the the middleman for the homeowner and the bank. The bank is the middleman for the investor between myself and them. Um, so usually once we know that number, I'm going to be very honest with you. Sometimes I get an approval letter the next day and sometimes it takes me two weeks to get. However, once they tell you that number, it's just a matter of them issuing it out. You already know that that's the number that you're going to get. So you already start planning. Hey, listen, this is where we're at. Start getting your paperwork together. Do we have the title? You know, all of those stops to make sure that we're ready to close. Okay. So now what if you have judgments that come up when you get title what if you have liens what if you've got child support issues from the current seller like what happens at that point once so that's discovered what i do once i get that number okay so once i get that number from the bank that says this is the number that we want and my buyer tells me i'm good with that number before i submit anything further i get a lien search a lien search is going to tell me what's what are the liens and judgments on the property or the homeowner or the seller, and I, I start disputing them. So I negotiate them down or and or, depending on the lender and the type of loan, I go back to the bank and I say, look, this is untitled. You need to pay for this. 90% of the times they do. They, they pay for them. Interesting. Yeah. Because they just, they just want to get out the deal. It depends who's negotiating the deal. Major gem. Depends on who's negotiating the deal. Okay. So now everything works out. Obviously, you're an amazing negotiator, so pretty much things are going to work out to how you plan. And then now you basically sell a property, and then the homeowner has to vacate the property. Correct. Short sale completed. Yes. Homeowner's off, um, got rid of the debt, and now the investor or the buyer has a property under market value, basically. Yes. All right. Let's transition this conversation because I'm pretty sure they they understand the process now. Let's talk about from a real estate um, professional standpoint, licensed real estate agents and real estate brokers who, I mean, 
most of these people don't know anything about short sales because the market hasn't been, especially if you just got your license five years ago, right? You don't know anything about short sales or foreclosures because there hasn't been a lot of them. So how does today's real estate broker prepare to work with short sales if they are going to start coming because of what we're seeing in the economy, recessions, layoffs, home prices declining, if this does create some people to become upside down, right? How can today's real estate broker work with short sales and make money and run the fucking play? Okay. So we need to know how to make money. So for example, I was doing the numbers for October just in New York. There are 2000 new foreclosure listings. Okay. And people are saying that people are not upside down. Okay. And I'm going to speak on my experience and I'm 2000 is not a lot though. It's but everybody's saying that there's so much equities. What do you mean it's not a lot? Of course there's a lot. That's besides 2, all of 2000 in New York. But that's besides all of the other short sales. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, foreclosures that are on the right now. That's Correct. just new short new foreclosures. That's not the ones that were not paying through the whole pandemic and they you know, the bank are just putting sell days and sell days left and right. Mm-hmm. And that's not considering the people that are in a forbearance right now that it's only up to up still. There are still people in a forbearance. Correct. For six months and you know you know what people are gonna think? You know, they're just going to, you know, bail us out and we're going to do X. That's not going to happen. Okay. So what about all the people that are getting laid off? What about all the people that are, the tenants are not paying their mortgage? Mm-hmm. What are, The cost of living is going up. And unfortunately, there's going to be a market. There is already a market for it. I'm negotiating about 150 short sales right now. Mm. I got three this morning. You know, so there is a market for it. Definitely. And a lot of things that people, you know, don't realize is that forget about the new ones. What about those homeowners that haven't paid in 10 years? There's a ton of them. And I'm going to hold you up. I know people personally who haven't paid their mortgage in like seven or eight years. Okay. So new in New York, it's harder for you to get, you know, somebody evicted. I mean, to do not just evicted with the tenants, but it's also hard for you to do a, a foreclosure a foreclosure it's mm-hmm. harder than florida florida in three months you're out of the house absolutely so when you say 2000 is not a lot do you know how much listen homeowners are scammers i'm sorry <laughs> you said scammers they are scammers <laughs> they do so much things for them not listen the things that i've seen homeowners tell us a few okay there there could be husband and wife on the mortgage one will file bankruptcy for seven years just not to get, you know, because when you're in bankruptcy for seven years, you can, they can't foreclose on you. Mm-hmm. You're protected. And then when those seven years go by, then the other the husband goes and files bankruptcy. That's 14 years you haven't paid your mortgage. Scamming. So they're scammers. <laughs> and then you also have homeowners that the tenants are paying the mortgage, the rent, and they're not paying the mortgage. Mm. A lot of them, especially in the boroughs. Scamming. Yes. So... When people tell me there's not a lot of foreclosures, I don't see them. Do you understand that I know homeowners? Pers- I know homeowners that are business owners, and they haven't paid for eight years, and they're just collecting all of that, and then they only start panicking when there's a sale date, and then when you stop that sale for them, right? You you stop the foreclosure sale date. A sale date means that the property is going to be auctioned off, and you know you're no longer going to be the homeowner of that property. So when you stop that sale for them. They go back to scamming because they're like, oh, I have another six months. <laughs> it's unfortunate because... Just... Because after the crash, 
right? When um, President o- President Obama came in office, they had all these new programs. rules and laws and programs that came in. And once that came in, it was game over. Like when I went through my shit, I think my my process lasted less than a year. And actually, there was a class action lawsuit against one of the banks, I think Citibank. And I wound up like literally eight years later getting like a $800 check from it, wow. <laughs> from the class action yeah. suit. It was actually really embarrassing. I'm like, wait a minute. So you know they pushed this thing without giving me or all the other people who was part of the class action suit time to try to even save your house. And the only thing you're going to give me is $800? I said, this is a bullshit. Really? How long? How fast was it? Oh, it was less than a year. Okay, so when Obama was... The, the thing is that when a bank files a, a you know, a foreclosure, mm-hmm. they have to do it in a certain way. And if you could prove that they didn't, then you could keep that home free and clear. No, 100%. But see, at this time, I was just like, fuck it, because I went through my own shit, right? Yeah. But this is like the wild cowboy yeah. days, right? But I think like when Obama was in office, he was giving a lot of help and a all lot of the loan modifications. Yeah, that, but and that's a lot what I'm saying. Stuff. So when when I went through mines, it was still Bush before yeah, yeah. before President Obama. It was like at the tail end, because remember the crisis started before President Obama came in, mm-hmm. and then when he came in, it was like the thick of it. Yeah. And then they had to act all these new loans, um, laws and programs and things of that nature to help people to try to save their homes so yeah. it wouldn't be in the foreclosures. And that's why it's so hard to get rid of people. But let me tell you something. Right now, everybody thinks that the same thing when Obama was in office is going to happen, that he's going to help in all of these loan modifications just because, you know, the, pres- the, the president now was a mm-hmm. vice president. It is not, in my opinion, it's not going to happen. This is what I'm going to tell realtors. If you don't know anything about short sale, if you have not touched that market, then you're missing out. Okay? There's a lot of money. There's more money to be made in foreclosures and short sales than dealing with a seller that only wants to pay you 4% commission. A bank pays you 6% commission. And if you get an investor to get a property that is they're getting it for less than what the market value is, Guess what? When they're going to put it back on the market, you're going to get that listing again. So you could get a property so many times and make so much money out of it. And a lot of the things that people don't know and realize that the same way that you can convince a regular buyer to sell a house, you could convince somebody who's in foreclosure to sell the house as long as you know what you're talking about. Mm. And they don't, they're not getting the information. They're get, because remember, when you're in foreclosure, you're ashamed. You're not going to go out there and say, I'm in I'm in this predicament or, or I did something wrong. I should have done something. Furthermore, what about the people that died through COVID? Hmm. Right? They didn't have a will. A lot of people didn't think that they were going to die. Younger people were dying. What happens if they had a house? That could be a short sale. Interesting. So, all right. Let's talk about from the realtor perspective now. If a realtor is watching this and they wanted to start a short sale business like you have started what would be the steps give them three tips to get started with running their own short sale business you have to know and think what kind of realtor you want to be okay so for example myself i know i'm not i'm great at negotiating but i'm not i'm not great at everything so my you know my advice would be like do you want to deal with getting the deals do you want to go and find the deals and just be that 
realtor that gets the short sales and gets them, you know, get them to the investor and then get a listing twice? Or do you want to be the realtor that just negotiate them? Because they're very time consuming. So get informed. Know what a short sale is because there are going to be a lot of short sales and there's a market for it. Number two, I would tell you to not just target um, buyers and sellers and, and investors. Go and develop a relationship with an attorney because when you're in any type of issues, the first thing a homeowner is going to do is call her their attorney and say, I need help because they feel that because you have a law degree, you're going to be able to help them. So if you build a relationship with a good attorney that gets a lot of business, then they could you could be that realtor that they refer all the business to. And guess what? The bank is going to pay you 6% and the the bank is also going to pay that attorney 1% of whatever the um, asking price is. So you don't have to worry about having to give them anything from your cut. And third, put yourself out there. Be a realtor that knows a little bit of everything because you never know even doing a rental you could be that rental that the you know the tenant is like listen i think my landlord is losing the house and then you could go after that that homeowner and get a deal and it doesn't have to be a home for a hundred thousand dollars i've done short sales for five hundred thousand dollars and i've made thirty thousand dollars doing nothing and if you want to be a negotiator there is a lot of information in the internet there none of this was out there when i started so it took me years, 18 years, to learn everything that I know. And it could take you six months to learn it if you just go out there and, and do your homework. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. Yeah. 6% as a negotiator. As a realtor. As My a fee realtor. is separate. Okay. So, let's yeah. so you can get 6% for being a realtor. Yeah. What do you charge for your negotiation fee? That's... Case by case. Case by case. Give us an yeah. example. So it depends. So for example, if if it's a, a you know I have I have investors that I've worked for many many years, so I'm not gonna charge them the same that yesterday's today's price is not yesterday's price, right? We love that. So the more that I see that not everybody or they'll go to somebody else, so it could be anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand. Okay. Okay, but I do everything from A to Z. If you need me to, if you're a realtor, right? And um, you sent your homeowner and you said, listen, I already sent my homeowner. I got my listing agreement. I don't have the time to go and sit with this homeowner and explain. Can you go and sit with them? I go. I fill the paperwork. I do everything. I sit with the homeowner. You don't have to go and do the runaround. All you have to do is list the property. That's it. I do everything else. And because I am a licensed. So if I am a real estate, a realtor, um, you know, if I get the deal, I get a referral and I get the deal, I make 6%. So you'll make your ten to fifteen thousand as the short sale negotiator. Yes. And then you'll make your six percent as the listing agent. Yes. And probably the buying agent because you're probably gonna do both sides. Yes. Drop some gems in the comment for that one. That sounds like a big money play right there. So you know it's it's people are willing to pay the money. And the bank pays your your negotiation fee. It depends. Some banks do, some banks don't. Some banks will pay either or. They either will pay for you to negotiate or they'll pay a commission. So that buyer will pay, have to pay my fee. Mm. Not So I don't dip into the realtor's commission. If somebody referred me a deal, I don't dip into the commission. I'm like, you got to tell your buyer that they have to pay my fee. But guess what? I'm stopping sale dates. 
mm-hmm. okay, without having to file a bankruptcy, without doing anything. I, I, you build relationships and you know how to do certain things that you know how to get it done, basically. So I'm stopping sell dates. I am also clear, clearing all the title. I'm making sure that you're getting to the closing table. And some deals, my deals are closing from are getting approved from 30 to 90 days. Wow. So a lot of short sales, it could take them, you know, some of the short sales, it takes eight months, a year. So I'm saving you time, and time is money. Time is definitely money. So, all right, since you started talking about buyers, so we have buyers. You know, my channel, I do a lot of uh, house hackonomics on on my channel. Um, I deal with a lot of first-time home buyers, a lot of buyers that's going to use FHA. And now there's deals that you just gave us examples of. Sounds like you can get... 40, 50, 60% off market value properties if someone's in short sale and you do the negotiation. Will banks accept borrowers who are using like FHA loans um, to get a short sale? So it depends with the FHA. Regular FHA, the property has to have all the guidelines. And meet all the conditions. Yeah, and meet all the conditions. So conventional, 3% conventional, yes, because you don't have to. A lot of these properties sometimes don't have the light on or mm-hmm. the water on and the heating on. And when you're doing regular FHA, like mm-hmm. FHA, you need to have those on. Okay. So what if the property looks like this? Tok, show the picture, right? Because you sent us a picture of some properties <laughs> that you're working yeah. on. Like this joint looks crazy right here. The roof is missing. Yeah. Everything, everything is gone. And this is an actual house here in New York right now. And this house is a short sale. It's a piece of shit, yes. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but the 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 bank would accept a FHA two hundred three k. Yes. With this type of house, the bank doesn't care as long as they're getting paid. Okay. As long as they get the money, they don't care how. There is a misconception of people that feel that you cannot do cash on a on a property. I'm sorry, that you can only do cash, that you cannot do a mortgage. You can. They actually pay your closing costs. Mm. Banks will pay a lot of your closing costs. And there are some houses that you could do regular FHA because they do have homeowners that are living in the property and they have the water on and they have the electrical and they have the heating system. Because, you know, for FHA, they got they have to check those Absolutely. items. But there are houses that you could do, you know, a mortgage on it that a hundred percent it could be done hundred percent hundred percent so I'm, I'm glad we, we spoke about this and that's why we wanted to give the audience the visual of this as well because a house like that is perfect for a 203k yeah. and what i try to i've been saying this for years for years and i mean let me get my book up hold on to it let me do a shameless plug right now house hackonomics go to mgbookstore.com and get it because it's going to teach you how to house hack the right way shameless plug all right but so I've been telling people for years that, yo, start thinking like the investor. Start, if you're a first-time home buyer, even if you're not a first-time home buyer, if you're using an FHA product, use a 2 or 3K because wealth, true wealth is built in the equity when you buy homes. If you're buying retail, you're not going to make no money off that deal because you're buying retail prices. But if you're buying like that piece of shit house that we just saw, that's a perfect FHA deal. And FHA will give you 100% of the repairs, repair costs to fix up a piece of shit like that. Took certain piece of shit one more time. One, <laughs> one, one more time, Tooks. Let's just make sure they understand. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this house right here. You see this? It, it don't even look like it got windows. It ain't got no roof. That's the back of the house. This is the back of the it's house. It's a huge house too, yeah. It look, I can see the side of it on the right-hand yeah. side of the picture, but this house. thing, it, you got the picture of, look at the inside of this baby, right? This is a perfect investor special. But at first-time homebuyers, if you guys start thinking like investors, use these tools and products that's available to you, and you can use the FHA 203K to get that deal and the bank will accept it you know what's funny about buyers that they will be pissed if they went and bought that house and it's brand new and will say the investor bought it for two hundred thousand, and now they want to sell it to me for 600 exactly well the investor took the rest risk and put all the money up to fix it and took the time etc cetera, etc cetera. and but this is this is the problem with us humans or minorities or that we don't want to do the work mm. right so even now, people are saying, like, as a realtors, I feel like a lot of realtors also shy away from foreclosures and short sales because it's like, oh, let's just buy you something quickly. But if you learn the market and when the market shifts, you're willing to get, get you're always going to make money because people are always going to, listen, people are always going to need a home to live at. Facts. So if you have the knowledge and even as buyers, these properties, there's going to be so many properties on the market that they may not be in foreclosure. I feel like everybody who's in a forbearance right now, and they can do a 203K loan on these houses right now and say, look, this may not be the most beautiful house, right? It doesn't have everything that I want, but I'm going to have equity. And using a 203K loan is a tool that not, when we only have 3.5% to buy as a minority, this is something that we should be using. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. I I one thousand percent agree with you. The two or three K is a very is an underutilized product, uh, and a lot of people don't use it because they just don't understand it. They have fear about it. They heard the horror stories, but if you take the time to learn that product, you can go buy a piece of shit house like that for sure appreciation. Especially in the market right now, where we're going mm-hmm. through a correction, where we have. Home prices, there's going to be less homes on the market because interest rates are high. The sellers, the sellers, I I read a report, I think 85% of the mortgages in America right now have interest rates 4% or below. So there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be willing to sell. But there are going to be people who are going to hurt. Unfortunately, there's always going to be casualties of war. There's always going to be foreclosures and short sales in real estate. It's just a matter of, is it going to be millions like it was in the wild cowboy days when the Great Recession came? I don't think so, but there will be a couple hundred thousand active foreclosures that will hit the market over the next probably four or five years as a lot of these things kind of like work through the process and the systems. And that's the opportunity that home buyers and investors, even first-time investors, second-time investors, they have to learn this game. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the channel today and, and on the pod so that way folks will have a better understanding of short sales, the process, how realtors could benefit from working with short sales and make money. But I think I need to put you on the spot right now. You know, I'm hosting, as part of my Black Friday sale, <laughs> right, mgbookstore.com. He's you a know, salesman, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my new book is The Real Estate Investor's Manifesto. And if people buy the bundle, it comes with a real estate investing webinar that I'm doing on December 15th. And it's a four-hour webinar. So I would like you to come on the webinar and give us some real, like, with slides, the whole nine yards, kind of really give us more detail. Because this is a quick little pod that we're doing right now. But I really want to be able to give people 
information that they can really go out here and use and go into 2023 with actionable item steps to go out there like knowing what banks are going to require what, et cetera, et cetera. So would you do me the honor of blessing my audience (laughs) and teaching us more about, because this is like a a short sale one-on-one. I want to go down to 102, 103. So would you be a part of this webinar? Sure, I would love to. Okay, there you have it. I put her on the spot and she has (laughs) agreed to it. So i just giving you more value. So that's why you need to go to mgbookstore.com right now and pick up that Black Friday special, the bundle for the Real Estate Investors Manifesto, my new book dropping on 12-9. And you'll get access to the webinar that we're doing on December 15th which now Melissa will be one of my professors who will be teaching about short sales um, and foreclosures on that webinar. So I want you to tell the people, look in the camera, tell them how to find you, your website, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, the short sale girl. And my website is um, www.brighthorizonsny.com and all of my contact information is there. My phone number, my email. Also, you can email me at info at brighthorizonsny.com if you have any questions. Well, I hope your assistant's ready to field a lot of emails because <laughs> they're going to be emailing you. But hold on. I see something real quick. Soul Confessions. Yo, put that on the screen real quick. Let the people see all of this, right? And this is why... I cannot see. This is why we, we do this, right? It says... Uh, she said, Soul Confession says, MG, exclamation point. Thank you. I like that. Shout out to you and your team. I just got my mortgage reduced by $500 by having PMI removed, all from listening to Rants and Gems. And she has a lot wow. of gems in the comments. So that's fire right there. So shout out to you, Soul Confessions. And this is why I'm, I'm doing Rants and Gems. Actually, will be tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Earn Your Leisure's YouTube channel. But this is why I decided to do my solo podcast, the MG The Mortgage Guy Show, which I'm coming on here with daily information because I want you guys to be able to save money just like Soul Confessions. And this is free game university. So for me, yes, I will have paid stuff because you got to pay to play where we give you higher level information and more stuff. But if you think the free information is going to help you save money, imagine when you come into EYL University or you buy one of my books or attend one of my webinars, how much more game you're going to learn and how much money you're going to save and make by working with me. So Soul Confessions, I appreciate that that love. I appreciate that shout out and um, telling your stories in the comments. So if I've helped you in any way, please don't hesitate to put it in the comments because you may never know. I might respond to it put it in my stories or something like that but I, I thank you guys for always supporting and the mg the mortgage guy show will be on all audio outlets i think by friday so you guys will send out an email blast or something like that and you guys will be able to get first dibs and know when the audio is available because we're filming so much content here at garland media that honestly some of the visuals won't come out for a week or two because we got to edit and everything like that but the audio we're going to be uploading that thing or instantly so tap in with that i think by friday we'll have the mg the mortgage guy show on all audio podcast outlets all right so that's all i got for y'all make sure you're tapping with my girl melissa um shout out to tooks productions on the boards i like this ecamp thing because he bought that picture over it was so smooth and the people saying they loving the audio in the comments so shout out to tooks production and um all right make sure y'all like comment share subscribe and send this to 10 people who want to learn about short sales and go to mgbookstore.com and take advantage of the black friday sales that are happening right now 
All right, this is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. Peace.